from Disco Lady Ada. Hey everybody, it's uh, Lady Ada Clock. It's our cool new retro graphics, thanks to Bruce yeah. Yan, who, who gave us a little Na bit of a... Nature's healing. We're starting to be able to think about things look. besides uh, staying alive. Yeah. Um, so like we're, some retro graphics. We have some retro graphics. Thank so you. We'll be introducing uh, some more fun surprises, you know, new look of Desk of Lady Ada. I like as this look. as we, we as we recover, very CGA. Um, we've got some retro themed things on the menu today. Um, right. First up, maybe I could show off this. Uh, I'll maybe quickly show off this uh, pie basic thing. Yeah, let's go. So on the uh, on the um, we did a little one one minute video. Hold on, let me go to my thing. I think was it load factorial done basic and then run and then you can see there you go okay now you can see the text so we can make factorial of uh, I don't know 23 very large number um, so this is uh, something that you saw on Hackaday you sent over. It, it's a yeah. basic interpreter written in pure Python. And one of the neat things about um, stuff that's written in pure Python is that um, CircuitPython tries as much as possible to be a pure subset of CPython. And so I just actually copied the files over and it's, um, you can run a, a Python interpreter in it. Um, so you can, uh, let me actually go to the, the PyBasic. repo because they have uh, they have a, uh, a listing that you can run so in the um, the REPL like the, the, the Python REPL sorry the, the basic REPL you can put in your your favorite um, basic scripts I'm just gonna copy this one at a time and as you know it's funny is that um, you know, CircuitPython comes from MicroPython, right? It's, it's, it's a fork of MicroPython, and MicroPython was clearly inspired by Arduino, and Arduino was inspired by um, PicBasic. So it's kind of like we're, we're gone full circle now, where um, the stuff we're inspired by is now running, emulated on our hardware. Oh, sorry, it's confused, because it's like, why did you have two things? It's like, why are you running two scripts at the same time? But um, yeah, so you can, you can run it. It will, will output uh, uh, text here underneath my, my head over here. Um, it's neat to see an interpreted language interpret another language. Now, you know, there is a limited amount of RAM. So like some of the bigger projects like Eliza, it would have been cool if it could run, but it actually, it takes up so much RAM that um, at least this, you know, so I should try on ESP32 S2. That actually probably would have been able to run um, PyBasic and run a big script. Script. So maybe I'll try that next time. And think. I'm thinking like, what has the most RAM? And it's like the RP2040 with 256K. But actually, the ESP32 S2 has the most because it has two megabytes of PS RAM. It's a little slow, but you know, it's basic. So who cares? Anyways, it's a fun thing. Um, you can go download PyBasic from. Uh, the repo, check out that, the Hackaday link, and then um, just drag and drop the, the files on. And uh, yeah, it's upset. But um, drag and drop the uh, files onto your board. In this case, I got a, uh, a Pi Portal, but you can you know run on anything, and then you can run your favorite basic sketches. I don't know, kind of cool. 
Very retro. All right, what else you got going on? In style. Um, the other thing I've got going on is um, Jepler this week wrote a uh, library for another camera. The other camera. So we started with the OV7670, classic camera. Then we updated to the OV. So the, the 7670, I think, maxed out at 640 by 480 resolution. Then we went to the OV2640. The 2640, I think, was a 2 megapixel, maybe a 3 megapixel resolution. And I think this is, this is the 5640, 50, which I believe is a 5 megapixel resolution. It's like 2.6K uh, by 1.4K. It's like, you know, 2,000 pixels by 1,400 pixels. Um, of course, this is a, a video of a camera, of an overhead of a TFT of a camera. So you're, it doesn't look... It looks kind of washed out, but it actually looks, you know, quite good on the um, on the uh, the display itself. So you can see, you know, my hand here. One thing you can see is it uh, does auto um, uh, contrast. Sorry, auto uh, was it brightness? So you know, like when I when I first, you know, it kind of washed out, and then it kind of realizes like, oh, I'm washed out, and it reduces um, cool. the the DC bias to the you know the CMOS. Um, sensor and so you know it's dark and then it gets light and so it tries to do its best to auto levels um, the image which is really nice um, so I'm trying out this um, camera module that I got now it's it's got a 120 degree um, fisheye lens which is not bad I mean it's 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 a fine lens and it comes with a lens cap um, there's even one I got that uh, you can this this little part here can actually twist this is, has a little bit of glue on it which is not unusual so it's kind of fixed it's a fixed focus and the focus is kind of like infinite focus so it's not good with um nearby stuff but it's good for you know basically anything a foot or farther away um there's an autofocus uh version that you can um no, sorry a, a a focusable version where this isn't glued and you can you can twist the the, the camera lens um i also um I got some uh, other samples. So these are OV24, 2640s. So I really like the higher resolution and um, a lot of the features of the, the 5640, especially the, the auto, um, the color looks much better, to be honest, than the 2640 or the 7670. Um, so I also got like this, it's kind of different lenses, right? So this is a 2640 with a, uh, With a uh, with a kind of like a, a simple lens, and um, it doesn't turn at all. It's also, kind of got infinite focus lens. And then the one that I thought was interesting is um, this camera. So this is a 5640. Although I couldn't get it working, but it says 5640 on it, so I believe it's 5640. But what's interesting about this is it's got this kind of like metal body, and I didn't understand what this was. And then I realized that. Um, you know, when looking at, at the, the spec sheet, that this is actually, it, the, the 5640 has the ability to do autofocus. And so when I opened the, up the body, so you can see there's the CMOS sensor, nice big sensor over there, uh, rectangular. And then over here, you can see the jewel lens. It's very, very pretty. And then, um, let's see if I can remove this. Not so gently, because it's already been destroyed. But you see here that this is no, the... No, move that so you can see it on the overhead. Yeah, it's tough to... 
Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so you can see the lens, and around it is a voice coil. So this is a coil of wire. Um, and this can very slightly move the lens um, above and below the um, CMOS sensor. So this is actually a micro motor, basically, like a little miniature motor. Um, it's actually kind of neat because the, the sensor itself apparently has the ability to control the motor and automatically do um, the uh, autofocusing. The only thing is uh, I couldn't get this, well, obviously this one's distorted, um, but the this camera module, I couldn't quite get it to get be recognized. There's something going on, it's not being powered, or like it has some weird requirements. Um, I checked the pinout on my computer. So this is the, um, sorry, this is, this is what the normal module pinout looks like. And uh, I'll move this over here. So. Okay, so it's kind of legible. Okay, so there's the camera and there's these pinouts. Um, and then at the bottom you see pins 23 and 24 are, are no connect. Um, and this is the non-auto, this is like the camera module that I showed earlier, the 120. And then um, when you look at the version with the uh, voice coil support, you can first off, you can sort of see there's a little bit of a, a coil looking thing here in the middle. Um, but they also has, this is a focus range. So it can focus from uh, 10 centimeters plus, and it's got uh, those two pins are um, AF VDD and AF ground. So that's the autofocus ground and power. So it looks like um, you just have to power the autofocus system and the camera will kind of take it from there. Um, it controls the motor and maybe even auto I think it automatically does all the work for you. You just sort of have to tell it to, to go into that mode, which makes sense. Like for a lot of low cost, um, you know, phones, they want, they'll use a camera like this for, for the, the camera phone. And you don't necessarily want the camera processor to be like doing the autofocus management. You want the camera to kind of do it on its own. Um, how it actually does it. I don't know. I guess it looks for blurry pixels and then like just tries to, um, reduce the blurriness. I guess it's got like a DSP. It has a DSP anyways, because it's got to do JPEG encoding. Maybe that DSP can also do uh, autofocus. I'd like to get that working. So hopefully by next week, I'll have um, autofocus functionality. Anyways, so that's my, my camera experimentation. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen anyone actually use these <laughs> autofocus cameras. So it'll be, we'll be the first. Like right. people, people have them, but I've never seen anyone successfully use them. Okay. But, I'll, uh, I'll do cool. some bit of notes and then we'll do the, uh, Great search. Yeah. Um, check out our updates on adabox.com because uh, we hope it'll uh, get to you by Halloween. But, uh, you know, just uh, spin the dial on the TV and you'll see there's a global part shortage. There is a shipping crisis. And there's no flights. There it, well, I mean, that's domestic. And then... Well, um, if we need the flights to come in. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, in China, they're operating the factories three days a week yeah. and four days closed because of electricity rationing. And not only if you're waiting for parts from China, you're going to be waiting even longer and you're going to get half of them. 
And uh, to go ahead and answer the question, even if someone already knows, um, there are things that are just not made in the U.S. In fact, it is terrible. We should make transistors and all sorts of stuff here in the U.S. We don't. And so, um, you know, go try to find a bicycle tire made in the U.S. Uh, maybe there's a place. Maybe not. not um, really. Yeah. Not made in the U.S. Yeah. And so uh, we're all stuck with this together. Um, and so it's it's just part of the post-pandemic. I mean, it's not over, but we're all just trying to make the pandemic not the lead story. Um, so keep checking adabox.com. Um, you can also ask anytime. And then uh, just another note, I'll probably talk about this on Ask an Engineer. Uh, our team's 100% vaccinated. Yay. We didn't need to threaten them with like taking away health care or fines or this or that. Everyone has great health care. So what they did is they had, if they had questions, they talked to their doctor. And their doctor said, hey, it's a good idea for you to get vaccinated. And so um, we're done, but we have some form, you know, last uh, formalization of it. And then in New York, there's a HEROES Act. And we've already completed that, which is to make sure our team has all the information about everything you need. So uh, that's just me telling everyone who either either you work at a company or you're um, someone who helps run a company. It is possible to have over 100 plus people all do the thing that keeps each other safe. Um, I think to get trust, you have to give trust. And that is how we did it. So you want to do the great search? Yeah, let's, let's, let's get right to it. Okay, so I'm going to add the song back later. <laughs> But uh, for now, it's... Uh, it's the great search. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, we'll probably do a retro version. Do, okay. Do, 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 beep, beep, beep. Okay. Great search brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit every single week. Lady Ada uses her powers of engineering to find stuff on digikey.com. We're going to be talking about the 5-5 five, five timer this week. Lady Ada, what is a 5-5 five, five timer? Uh, a 555, uh, also known as a triple nickel, is a uh, you know, special chip that kind of was invented, I think, in like 76 or so. Um, it's a um, all-in-one non-microcontroller chip that can be used for uh, timing purposes or, or, or oscillator purposes. It can uh, do um, a delayed time. It can do a repetitive like PWM type cycle. It can change duty cycle of a PWM. It's really good for if you, you don't want to get a microcontroller involved. You just want a frequency generated or a pulse generated. Um, it's, it's great. It's really easy to use. And there's like thousands of example circuits. And we thought with the retro styling and also um, because we have a video from Colin that came out this week, I was like, oh, I should show people how you can get 555s. And also, 555s have really improved in um, capabilities. Like, yeah. they're, they're not uh, as clunky and uh, power hungry as they used to be. They're actually uh, quite cool and easy to use um, in wide voltage ranges and uh, very low current draws. And if uh, you're a super fan, You've seen um, our puppet and our cartoon character and also our plushie. We named uh, the 5.5 Timer Hans after the inventor of the 5.5 Timer chip. Um, we don't have any of these more left, but uh, that's some of the things that we've done over the years. I also have a 5.5 uh, Timer stool from Evil Mad Scientist uh, Laboratories that I, that I bought. And then uh, Hans is one of the puppets in the Circuit Playground kit series. And then uh, last week, Colin did a 555 timer video, so I thought I'd play that and then we'll jump into the uh, search on DigiKey. Sure. Why is the 555 timer one of the best known ICs of all time? Well, it's been around a long time and there's a crazy amount of example circuits out there for it. It's also cheap, easy to use, and most of all, versatile. A 555 timer can be used as a timer performing a single action after a specific period of time, an oscillator, 
generating a repeating waveform at a specific frequency, a PWM signal generator outputting a waveform of varying pulse width for controlling servo motors, LEDs, etc. Plus less practical uses like using two of them together to create a stepped tone generator, aka Tari Punk console. For a modern update to the 555, consider the TLC551. It's pin compatible with the original, has a wider input voltage, and higher accuracy. Okay, so uh, let's kick it off. You want to uh, find these? Yeah, so um, 555 timers, you know, they've been making them for decades and decades. Um, they're, they're still useful all the time, like we use them in our Dradio kits, but uh, we also see them a lot of times in, um, you know, learning to solder, learning to engineer, because um, they're a great way to, you know, make a simple circuit that you don't have to worry about software or firmware being the issue. Um, so many things have been replaced with microcontrollers, um, but then you have to deal with microcontroller programming and like bootloaders and firmware and, and computer and toolchain. 555, it just, it just always works and they're like rock solid. They're really hard to damage. I've never seen a broken 555. Um, they always seem to work as long as you're using them with the, the ranges that they, they function at. Um, so going to the computer, I'll close this up. Um, okay, so the um, NE555 is like the original classic and you can still get it. If you happen to need like one of the originals, um, let's say we want the uh, dip package. Oh, they're not in stock, but let's, oh wait, let's see, uh, sorry, dip, any of these, yes, no. No, they're not in stock because they're obsolete. Um, but uh, it looks like Rochester usually has them, but they're out of stock right now. Um, the original uh, could run up to about 100 kilohertz. Um, it ran from about 4.5 to 16 volts and drew uh, 10 milliamps. So, you know, that's, that's good TTL logic uh, voltages and current. You need a lot of voltage, you need a lot of current uh, to use electronics. Um, you, know, you can run off of 5 volts, but you really need 5 volts. You can't run it lower. Um, that said, uh, you know, oscillators have improved uh, quite a bit in the meantime. Um, so if we just look for, we'll just go to clock timing, programmable oscillators, and then, yeah, these are all the 555s. Oh, you don't forget, you can get dual 555s if you ever need, uh, you know, two circuits, two 555 circuits, like Atari Punk consoles, I think. Usually you have one for frequency and one for, like, duty cycle or something. Um, so you'd have two oscillators. So it is possible to get uh, two-for-ones. Um, let's look at only, you know, ones that are in stock and available at DigiKey. Thankfully, you can get 555s. You can't get a lot of chips, but um, hey, you can even get them in uh, this is all get. VGA. <laughs> you have to build everything out you of 555s. You can build everything out of 555s. Okay, yeah. so let's look at 8-dip. Um, eight, eight because I think a lot of people, when they're first playing with 555s, just on a breadboard, they want to breadboard their circuit. Um, so let's also only look at active ones so you can not get anything that's not available. Um, so here's something, that, the first thing that's interesting. So, um, you know, the original was 4.5 to 16 volts um, or 18 volts. But chances are you want to be able to run off of a couple batteries. And so, you know, we can select a range that's, you know, you could run it off of one or, or three volts up to 15, so that's kind of nice. Um, there's also different uh, frequency ranges. So, you know, you can get ones, originally that was um, 
you know, 100 kilohertz, we can see they go up to megahertz now. And then the current, the supply current, is in the microamp range. So you can actually run these off of a battery. Now, there are um, different, you know, there's a lot of different ones. Like the TLC551 that we used in the Dradio has a special 100 milliamp output. So you can actually use it uh, to drive a small speaker. Or I think maybe it's a 10 milliamp output so you can drive a, a transistor to a speaker. Um, to check the... Do you, there's some kind of, kind of like there's been interesting mods and hacks and, and tweaks to the 555 to increase um, like the output current or um, you decrease the runtime current. Um, so uh, do check that out if you have special needs. But if you just want, you know, a simple 555 that's in stock, uh, TLC 555 will do the job. Looks like these are available. There's 2,000 of them or so. Um, and this one can run from 3 to 15 volts, uh, draws 360 microamps, and up to uh, 2.1 megahertz in through-hole. And it's, you know, less than a dollar in quantity. It's 40 cents. So that's the thing. These are really cheap, too. Um, if you are doing, you know, workshop or you, you want to teach people electronics or uh, you want to mess around and you don't want to spend a lot of money, 555, you can, you can build projects for a year on 555s. And uh, you won't spend more than $10 on it. So uh, check this out. You might also want to get a, um, you know, a parts pack from Adafruit with resistors and a breadboard. Um, put that together with the 555. And uh, you can be having a really good time. Even a couple of potentiometers. Uh, you can make blinking circuits, uh, buzzers. Um, I, um, I guess it, it's... Dradios. Well, it's available somewhere. I wrote an article when I was senior editor of Popular Science, like almost 15 years ago now, maybe more. Um, and what I did is I cracked open a digital camera and I had it so the uh, button would press over and over and I put the camera on a kite and I showed how to take photos from a kite because we didn't have drones back then that you could just get easily. And I flew this digital camera up in the air and I took a bunch of photos and I showed how to do it. Um, and I had to make it fit all in a page, a printed page. Um, yeah, I remember science. that. that yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's like a perfect example. It's like how to replace a, a signal yeah, that I just goes to go burp, 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 every burp, 10 burp, seconds yeah. it pulses. Yes, could you use a mic controller? Sure, but a lot of people yeah. don't have it. Um, this and, uh, you know, big cap and two or three resistors and you're done. It, it might be on Google, like, Scholar or something, wherever they scan in popular science. Do you want me to look it up? No. The, the maker? No. Um, <laughs> and then uh, at Make, when we launched the first issue, we did uh, aerial kite photography. Yes. I think that was, was, it, was that my article in Make? No. That was... What was uh, my article? The, in the first Make 1? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe like about. No, uh, I'll find out. Maybe it was about uh, aerial, aerial wave bubble. I don't know. All right. Well, let's end the great search now. Yeah. So we can do other stuff. Okay. So that is that is a great search. I'm getting a song later. Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay. I'm curious about what. Aerial. Aerial is spelled with an A E. Yeah. All right. You want to do a couple uh, questions and we're yeah. bounce. Yeah. But I'm I'm curious. I did write an article for Make. I just don't remember what it was. Yeah. I have a copy in a somewhere in here. Okay. Yeah. Question for later. Now is later. How do you arrange 
Oh, sorry. How do you manage the nightmare of breadboard jumpers? Uh, do we use DuPont cables? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I quickly, you know, actually using, um, you know, those premium jumpers are really nice, but you really do want to go quickly to custom cut little jumpers, and you can lay them flat against the breadboard. Okay, here it was. I did write an article on aerial cut photography. Yeah, this is my 555 timer. You want to go, go to my computer? Yeah. I knew I did this. I didn't publish this on Make, but this was this is still on LadyEd.net. So this was. That's interesting. That uh, you know what? I didn't know you. Um, I don't think you wrote that. I think you read my article. No, I didn't. I used to hack disposable cameras we, a lot. We, I think uh, that's funny because I, I don't think we had met. In per no, we didn't meet. So what's funny is it looks like you did a five 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 timer for a digital camera. Thing on Instructables. Yeah. I, I don't. Instructables wasn't. No, it wasn't Instructables. It's on my. It's on my oh, site. I was gonna say because Instructables wasn't around. Um, yeah. That's cool. Well, I'm gonna wait, check the dates. I'm gonna check the dates later. I think we both independently. I think everyone did this. We same all. Yeah, thing. we were all like, I got because digital cameras finally became like, okay, who cares if it crashes into the water? Everyone was it wasn't doing the like four hundred dollars. It was, they were getting now. cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Yeah. I used a, um, I think it was an Olympus digital camera, and it had what wasn't it wasn't an SD card, and it wasn't an okay. MMC card. It was another. Type it was of by Charles Benton. Yeah. Hey, look, that's me. That's you. I, I wrote. I wrote about the. You wrote about this. <laughs> yeah. So how long ago was that? Go scroll up. Oh, I'll tell you. Remember, I remember it was this had a mechanical thing, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's nuts." Yeah, it did. It was, and it that's was, why I was. And like, it was a disposable digital camera. Yeah. Can and you I scroll was, up and see what 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 date it is on that? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Okay, yeah, that's when that's when we were doing. Uh, that's when I was doing Mike. Okay. Yeah, and I remember I read it, and I was like, "Wow, that's like so messed up that you would use." Um, that you would a, use a mechanical system and I was like oh we should just do an electrical system and I'd been taking apart disposable cameras so I knew that it was really easy to activate them because I, I made an art project where I like set off a bunch of disposable cameras disposable digital cameras by the way were like the coolest fucking thing like they were yeah, so cool. cool yeah remember what was the um, thing that Cisco bought and they didn't do anything with it, it was the the, the, cam the digital cameras that we all hacked it was the it it was a digital camera, and then Cisco bought it for like a ton of money, and nothing came out of it. it was like something cam, anyways. I don't yeah. Know. So anywho, um, looks like everyone had the same idea. It was like, you let's put do five five. let's do a question. Yeah. One um, more question. Do you think U.S. produced chips uh, could be cost effective enough to compete with versions of China that are suffering from shortages and shipping issues? Um. Well, the cost of of making a chip is is not labor. There's almost no humans actually involved in making chips. Uh, it's completely automated. Um, so it's mostly about whether, you know, the, the government is wants to subsidize. Also, chips are not made in China. They're made in Taiwan. Um, I don't know that there's that many fabs in China. Maybe there's like it one all, or two. Yeah, it all but depends. But right now, it all, all, depends what it all is. chips are being made in, in, in Taiwan. We do have a fab, I think, in Texas or yeah. Arizona. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, my opinion about this is I think we all need to become a global... Um, others-focused society that cares about one another and figure out ways to interact together in better ways than we are. Um, yeah. Because obviously we rely on all parts of the world to live the type of lives we want to live. So we have to figure this out. And we didn't do a good job during the pandemic. Maybe this will be a good reason to think about how we can do things better together. Because I 
think we're way behind schedule on the United Federation of Planets thing. If there's yeah. other planets out there and they're making cool stuff, we don't even we don't even have it together to interact with them yet. We don't. I know. We got to get on that. Okay. Um, I think that is uh, everything we got tonight. Okay, so I showed a five five five. I did have a five 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 circuit to show yeah. with, with the. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I'll look later to see. Uh, yeah, it was flip. It was a flip camera, and Cisco bought them. And then like, where did it go? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, GoPro came out. All these things. Um, so, anyways. Okay, all right. That is uh, Desk of Lady Ada tonight. We'll Thanks, see everybody, everybody next week. No, it's cool. It's time. Er. Bye-bye.